BTG Nation, what's up? It's the crew, the fellas are here, the young OG and the OG are here. Um, and as you guys know, we always like to come giving, throw a few dimes to our crew. Um, so Manscaped, you know, they've been our partners, our friends for the last few weeks. And we want to make sure we're sharing the wealth with you guys. So Valentine's Day is around the corner. So fellas, make sure you're getting right. Ladies, if he's not getting right on his own, show him some love and give him one of those sneaky presents under the pillow. Um, get your body well groomed. Don't spend no time wasting and go get that Performance Package 4.0, which includes that Signature Lawnmower 4.0. And yes, if you're in Dubai, because we've had a lot of our young cats that listen to the show say, hey, can we get that? Yes, Dubai. They've been looking for it. Yes, in the UAE, you can get it. Coach and I, we have our whole package at the crib. <laughs> it works. It's fire. Get yours and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. So, with our exclusive offer, you can go to manscaped.com right now and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code BTG Nation. That's right. With that, you get the 4.0 performance package and you get all the tools you need to make sure you're feeling fresh, confident, and you can go about all your dating endeavors or whatever it is that you have for 2022. All right. We can let them know. Let them know what that performance package is like, JK. Performance package is here to help you bring in 2022 with the right tools for the job. This lovely bundle is packed with seven goodies to keep you feeling fresh and confident all in all of your dating endeavors in 2022. Listen, that 4.0, that electric trimmer, smooth. No, you don't have to worry about no accidents. You can take care of the sensitive areas with no problem. So it also comes with a 4,000K 4, LED spotlight. I didn't know how useful it was until I was using it. I was like, oh, okay, you know, don't miss a spot. So you got the weed hacker, you got the performance package with the deodorant and the um, crop reviver. So it takes care of all the smells. Long story short, get yours today. All right, go to manscaped.com, use the code BTGNation and manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on us. It's more where that came from. So it's lock in. All right, as always, keep it real, keep it simple, and keep going. going. King and Yates, they bridging the gap from the U.S. to Dubai, put pins on the map. All is life, and that's a fact. And a ball is life, about that exact. King and Yates, they bridging the gap from the U.S. to Dubai, put pins on the map. There's a time to score and a time to assist. Ain't no YN team, let the winning commence. From generation to generation, game don't stop. The new and old school got the game on lock. It's all legendary, it's all necessary. We all been all stars before February. And after that, King and Gates, after racks. But really trying to get some wins, not just padding stats. Two basketball lovers through happenstance. It is February, ain't it? He yep. said, we trying to get some wins. We all stars before February. <laughs> and here we are. February is a great month, too. But let me shout out uh, a new young buck that we got at the Hoop Star. Uh, not a Hoop Star Academy, but our new Hoop Star and our Hoop Mountain um, franchise. Amari. <laughs> you know, Amari only been with us for like two weeks. 
He came back. You know, this is this way let you know. You might meet somebody that you've only known for two months. They'd be more loyal than somebody you've met for four years. Right, right. It's just how you built. Amari came to me and said, hey, coach, I, I peeped your podcast. <laughs> I said, I like that intro too, man. It's dope. <laughs> Amari, shout out to you, man. Sure. We appreciate that, champ. You know, good work, man. And keep coming to camp on time and practice on time. But... That's love, right? We're working hard, man. Man, look. Paying, paying attention. That's what we talk about. Listen, and that's early. He ain't even he ain't even seen the good stuff yet. He right. just got a glimpse. So, you know, shout out to you. So BTG Nation, and we are episode 13 of season two. Um, man, look, every time we make it to another episode. Cause man, it's tough. What number is this? 13 of season two. And I think in total, it may be episode 40. Okay. Right. Getting old. Listen, we've been putting it in. We've been putting the work in. And I'm sorry for you guys that get tired of probably hearing us say it at the beginning of every episode. But, like, it take a lot. <laughs> it take a lot to make it happen on top of everything else that's going on. But it's dope. It's yeah, dope. When When people see us, they have no idea that. This is at the end of the day, man. We've been grinding all day, you know, you know, and because I know I've had some people come and you know s send me messages and say, "Man, why sound like you're losing your voice all the time?" I mean, it's the end of the day, man. We've been in practice three, four hours, whatever, and that's including office work and and meetings and such and such, you know. And, and in particular, we just finished a big weekend where we mm -hmm. had our first tournament of the year. Yep. And so, um, you know, if you guys know how that goes. It gets pretty hectic in there, you know what I'm saying? In a good way. Yeah. Good way. And it's in a space to where we're doing things that have never been done before. Right. right. Everything that we're doing, we've been seeing it all our lives as far as basketball goes. But in Dubai, whew, we're just we're we're kind of like creating our own community and growing things. So yeah. it's different. So with that being said, who mountain Dubai, who mountain DXB for the first time listeners. That's us. That's Coach King and I. That's our brand. That's our basketball community. That's the culture we're bringing here. Uh, well, we're three years in deep, you know. I'm building this bad boy, ups and downs. We're making it happen. Um, if you're new and you have family in the UAE on the area, have them come check us out. You know, we do a lot of cool things you can see for yourself. Um, we got parents calling us the best. Oh, for sure. And that's one thing we don't do is call ourselves the best. You know, we, we watch our competitors. We see people. And, you know, with basketball things come to sports, you can't just be self-proclaimed the best. You know, if when it comes down to athletics, it's mano y mano. Like, it's only one way to, that you can tell. And it's nothing that can be fabricated. So, you know, and time will tell, as it always does. Um, but well, how you feeling, OG? Episode thirteen, we in here. Thirteen is the right number, right? Yeah, thirteen is the right number. By the way, you said thirteen. He put up four. He put up a few different things. <laughs> I don't saying. know. You know, bro, man from the fifth floor. <laughs> he, yeah, we got to put him on. He from the UK. He don't know. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, but I'm feeling good, man. You know, like I said, we just had a big weekend where our first tournament of the, you know, 2020, uh, 22, 22 year, whatever, and um. You know, feeling real good. It was a long, long, hard day. And then we finished up with something that was pretty fun. Yes, yes, yes. And that and, was. And victorious. Man, I don't. I, 
So shout out to our young hoop star and um and his family, uh Rayon, his mom Rabia and Bobby. Um, you know, we we always say that we're trying to build a family here. Um and typically people hear that and it's really a marketing scheme. Right. You know, people working in that. But as we when people find out that we're literally family <laughs> and we're here and that's how we do things, they start to warm up and open up to us and then we just start to make our family bigger. And so Rayon was one of our first clients. Um his mom and and his dad have been you know, we now have the youngest one, Rizzy, as well. Sure. Yeah. And um, they've been great extension for us. Um, great. And so they invited us to his 15th birthday surprise party. And it was a paintball birthday party. You know, I got a couple of bruises from it. <laughs> yeah, I got I got some too from Ray. Yeah. Ray. He got a couple of cheap shots in on me. Yeah. It was it was a good time though. I don't know if you guys won that second that last one. I give you the second one. We we went one one. Right, we won the first one. Y'all won the second, but the last one, I don't. I don't even remember seeing the flag. But I swear, it, yeah, because we got it quicker. That's what I'm saying. So I don't remember the them first, even the putting first, it out there. The first game wasn't even a loss; it was like a tie. Dog. Yeah, because time ran out. Second one, we just dominated you guys. Third one, we won fair and square. I mean, that's just bottom line, man. Because after the first game, you know. You know, the guys on my team were just running all up. I said, man, we got to have some type of strategy. So, you know, they huddled around, you know, this is the coach, this is the coach, you know what I'm saying? I got them together, you know. Right. We started changing everything into, you know, combat lingo, and we got it together, man. I was I was, I was, was sniping him on the first round. Hey. I was getting, I got Bobby. <laughs> I got Bobby. Bobby was like, who was that in the corner? That was me. That was me. I was rolling around in the sand. I was in there. It was fun. We definitely going to make that a thing. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, we, got, we got some surprises in stores. I won't let the, let the cat out the bag yet, but... It was definitely a good a good cap because we were definitely up for a long time. I'm trying to figure out like, and then we woke up on Sunday and we're right back at it. And and typically because we still trying to train the kids, typically they don't come to classes the next day because they just think it's an excuse to miss out. But we had a great showing the next morning too. Mm -hmm. So it just shows that things are starting to build. Yeah. Um, kids are getting a little bit tougher. People starting to get it. Yeah, they're starting to get it. So. Uh, we love that. Um, but we're here today to talk basketball. Let's talk basketball. A lot is going on. Um, a couple weeks ago, the Knicks traded for Cam Reddish. They sent Kevin Knox and a few others out to Atlanta and they got Cam. And, you know, I've been on his saying for um, probably I've been saying it since he was at Duke that Cam, I think, is an all star talent. You know, you see that video of, of Anthony Edwards talking about the toughest player he's ever had to guard was Cam. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, he went to Atlanta to where it could have been a better situation, but they were wing heavy, so he didn't get as much time. But he showed flashes, a lot of them. And now you see him go to a place like the Knicks where they struggle with scoring, struggle with making shots for themselves. And Cam has that package. And now we hear that Thibs didn't want the kid. And hasn't played him in the last four games, like DNPs. And if he does play, he plays in garbage time because he didn't agree with the move from the front office. Typical Tibbs. Uh, you know, he likes to coach his guys, which, which which does make sense. Like, if Tibbs is your guy and you had some success with him last year and you're going to let him run the ship, you got to – you got to make sure you talk to him in terms of bringing players in. 
you know, but we all know the New York Knicks, MSG, one of the greatest places to play basketball in the world. Terrible management. Man. Terrible management. So we can understand this. And and Tibbs is, everybody knows by now that Tibbs is not a guy that you can push around. Right. You'll have to fire him. Yeah. And so, that's what's about to happen. And yeah. it's tough because that's a kid's career. And that's a kid with talent. And he's young. And he caught in the crossfires. Like, he didn't do anything to Tibbs. Yeah. But go from here, you got to be, you know. I mean, you, I mean, it's what it is. He didn't do anything to Tibbs, but also Tibbs didn't do anything to him. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it works hand in hand. So that's why if if your coach is against bringing somebody in, don't bring them in or or just fire him. Well, yeah, that's probably the next phase because it's not like Tibbs has had the Knicks performing well. He's had questionable decisions all year. Oh, sure, yeah, right. And so you know, and but, you talked about Tibbs saying that he was doing so much in his time off to change his ways. Slowly but surely, getting back to the same old dog. Well, you know how it is when you get un you get uncomfortable. You you know you get a little failure. You go back True. to what you know. True. So again, it's either you fire him right away, as you bring Cam in and say, you know what, we believe in this kid. This is what we're gonna do. Boom, boom. But to keep prolonging it, the organization is hurting Cam more than Tibbs is. True. I mean, and they're and it's talking and staying on the Knicks. I mean, they're saying Julius Randle. I see Kendrick Perkins talking about. Oh, Julius Randle looks like he's in his last days in New York already. <laughs> it's like a crazy thing. Like last year, Tibbs coach of the year type energy. Um, Randle all-star, maybe most improved player. And now this year, Tibbs might be fired. And Julius Randle, they're talking about trade rumors. Like it's a wild spectrum that that's, that flipped over no, on. Not really, man. It's It's the same scenario. We see teams come out of the blue. And have good, you know, good years. But the next year, everybody knows you're coming. Yeah. So they prepare for you. True. When people don't, when people don't respect you, don't know you're coming. You know, they don't game plan for you. Mm. Now everybody's sitting on Julius Randle's left hand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. Force him to do a little bit more. True. He's struggling. It's tough, man. But you know, I don't care what the Knicks do. <laughs> like they said, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the summertime. Because, you know, we're already hearing the rumblings. My man, Donovan uh, Mitchell, said he fed up with, with Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, Bert, whatever his name is. And it's funny because... And get the man's name right. He's making no, $209 million. Making $209 million. They said that uh, he's getting under his skin. The thing is, is like, I don't know... <laughs> So one day somebody's going to listen to us and our basketball takes, right? One day. But we've been talking about it since the very beginning. And I think Shaq, I mean, Shaq do this too. He was like, Rudy Gobert got 200 million and he made nine points. <laughs> so now you look at it, right? Donovan Mitchell like, all right, I'm a star in my position, in my space, in the guard space, right? And I got a, a $200 million big man, Right? And on paper, that's supposed to look like a championship squad. You got to guard that superstar level like him. And technically, if you're paying $209 million for a big, you know, it's a star. Because who else gets paid that much money? Giannis, Embiid, Joker, AD. Okay. That's superstar. So if you if you in that same class and you pair Donovan Mitchell with any of those guys, you're thinking, oh, this is championship run. And now 
Donovan looking at it like, yo, I, I can't wear with this dude, right? But we and we talked about this deep uh, defensive player of the year boys. He didn't won that we're not too sure about. And then, you know, you had Draymond the other day talk about, look, you know, I, I if I didn't make the All-Star game, I wasn't going to cry about it. <laughs> like Rudy did. That's the, and call it out. Like I the lead the lead thing he saw. I think it's okay if you cry about something you're passionate Shut about. Shut up, man. man. I think the league think he's soft, too. That's one of the wildest things. Rudy Gobert. Rudy, I believe in you. No, you don't, man. Same. Cut it out. What are you you are able to come through sometimes. You gave everybody COVID. <laughs> okay. And laughed about it. Like, I, you might see Donovan go to New York messing around with that. No, he, not with that organization. In not, especially not after those, those comments that, um, you know, LeBron had said about the owner, uh, James Dolan. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so. Well, maybe. Because, you know, a new, new coach and he a New York kid. That's the one thing that makes it different. Mm -hmm. Playing at home in New York, that might make it different. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. It's interesting. Um, we got to give a big shout out to LaMelo Ball and um, DeMonte Murray. <laughs> They've made their first All-Star games. Um, they made the, re the replacements for Braun and... Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's no Draymond and KD, um, Murray, man, his his story because I, I I haven't been paying enough attention, right? And I'm not talking about stats wise because I can tell he's a stat sheet stuffer, like eight rebounds, eight assists, three steals, nineteen twenty points a game at the point guard position. That's that's high level. That's dynamic. But you know the eye test is always different. Right, and we've been hearing a lot of people vouch for how well he's been playing, and he went to a Spurs organization that was on a rebound for one, um, and they said he was like had a troubled past and was real young coming in. So to get nurtured after having a big uh, injury as well, and then bouncing back like this, it's dope, man. Right, we, I mean we talk about it all the time though. It's right organization, man. right coach. You know when the Spurs bring somebody in that's young. They don't just throw you to the wolves. They're going to make sure you have the right opportunity to be successful. Even if you leave them in the future, you're going to be a better player. Yeah, that's yeah. just good for the league. Because listen, uh, Johnson, Kelvin Johnson, the one that played in the Olympics, mm -hmm. right? Everybody was like, why in the world is he going out there? But that's a product of the Spurs organization right there. You know, I think he's from uh, VA too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like down there, like near Moses Malone type area. But uh, LaMelo... Third youngest all-star in NBA history behind Bean and, and LeBron. Then that's gonna be a show. <laughs> it's like it's 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 dope to see him in there. They have some new formats for the All-Star weekend too. As far as the rising star game, it's like four teams, like a tournament that they play. So it's gonna be interesting to watch how that goes. I'm gonna try to catch it for sure. I ain't staying up that late, I'm sorry. Man, you know they play him again on YouTube the next day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a different space out here. Um you keep going up. Kendrick Nunn still hasn't played a game. I keep forgetting that he's even on the roster. That was a forgotten name right there. Yeah, and he can go. And he he definitely changes some things. And they say he's still not ready to play. So that'll be interesting to watch. What um, exactly was his injury? A bone bruise, a knee bone bruise. Mm. Yeah, they say he's still not ready to go. But we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I think, I don't know if it's going to be a big turning point for us, but um, keep scrolling. You can go to the next page altogether. So right there. Karis LeVert. So there's been some big trades. So Karis LeVert has been traded to the Cavaliers for Ricky Rubio. 
Um, I think it's Norman Powell. Go to the bottom. Norman Powell and Robert Covington have been traded to the Clippers. Um, and then C.J. McCullum, before we got on air, got traded. May, to, he, may he rest in peace. Right? He's done. Right there, right there. So go back up top a little bit. So, yeah, so Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and some picks went to um, Portland. And then the Cavaliers, I mean, the Clippers got Covington and Norman Powell. And then for, the what's the call? Keep going. Yes, and then CJ left. CJ's gone. And now Portland got uh, Josh Hart, um, uh, the young cat out of Virginia Tech they from Toronto, and like some draft picks and some other stuff. Now, I think the biggest winner out of all those trades is, is Cleveland. For sure. There's no question. Cleveland putting together a squad. They got some young dogs over there. They're already in the heat of things anyway. Now they add Levert to that. Yeah, they, they by adding him, they will make some noise this year. But when the young buck comes back next year, it's it's going to be some trouble. Man. And they, and they got a big front line, too, on top of that. And so that's going to be fun to watch. Now, what do you think Clippers are trying to do? They're competitive. So shout out to Ty Lu. Um, first of all, <laughs> they're they're better than us, and they don't have Kawhi or PG playing right now, right? And that's just a testament to the coach. This is why we should have had Ty Lue in the first damn place yeah. and let him have what he want. Can I mean he didn't want much. He just wanted two things that most coaches want: the ability to pick their own staff mm -hmm. and a five year deal. Mm -hmm. That's standard. You know, you get a three-year deal when you're a rookie coach. Yeah, this man has a championship. Come on, man, and he's and he's got the Clippers looking like a solid organization. So, what do you think they're doing with that move? Oh, don't go, don't let's not gloss over it. And if he was with the Lakers, you know, he'll have that conversation with Westbrook and AD, <laughs> Westbrook and AD. Like, but you know, everybody's so hyped too because AD didn't have these thirty and fifteen games in the last five. I don't care about none of that shit. <laughs> like, but I know he, we know he's capable of that. That's not the thing, but it's not resulting in wins. That's the problem. Like, but, you know, what do you think the Clippers are trying to do, though, with that trade to get Norman Powell and Robert Covington? Like, what do you think that they're positioning themselves for now? Somebody's coming back. Mm. Somebody's coming back. They're going to make a run. Mm. You got to think about those two dudes are perfect supplemental pieces to an all-star. Yeah. And they're going to make a run. Yeah. I ain't mad at them. So now CJ, you know, you said they threw him to the wolves. You don't think it's a good – Brandon Ingram, who's been balling too, and, and I got to add him to the list of people that we don't talk about much because he's just quiet, but he improved his game, and he's, all he does is show up and work, gets, gets it done offensively. Brandon Ingram, I, I do hope he gets a chance to play in a winning place, though. CJ McCollum and Zion Williamson, that's not a good three. First of all, Ingram is balling. Zion is MIA. CJ goes there and Zion comes back. Where is he going to fit in? They all need the ball. Zion can play off the ball a little bit more because he's he's more of a garbage dude, high energy dude. But come on, man. It ain't. 
This ain't good. That's yeah, not good talent. Yeah. See, see, that's listen. CJ's telling everybody. He's telling his agent, "Look, just find me an apartment. I ain't gonna be there long. <laughs> I ain't gonna be there long." Yeah, yeah, that's that's facts. Where yeah. you think he's gonna go? He ain't gonna he ain't gonna stay there. Yeah, because he, you know, at this point in his career, he's made too much money. He's put in too much work. He wants to go somewhere where he can have a legit chance to win. Right, right. So where would he fit? Anywhere but there. Yeah, he's just true. trying to. He's just trying to go somewhere that you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, just in a perfect world, in terms of contenders this year, I mean, he'd make Philadelphia like incredible. Word, you know what I mean? That's true. I mean, he would fit in. He'd even fit in better with the Lakers. Yeah, they, they just need somebody that can score. There's still a little bit out there though that that can get that can. Uh, you know, happen for the, the Sixers and other in terms of guards. But CJ, man, you know, it was it was cool watching you and, and Dame work out. Um, but you know, they had to break up the small backcourt. Yeah, Lehigh University, baby. Man, he he dogged it out, that's for sure. So now you're looking at Portland. They cleaning house. Chauncey Billups is like, shit. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I should have waited. Word. I should have waited. I should have let this coaching itch get to me, man. Like, he should have did the same thing he did with Cleveland. Turn it down just like, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to go through a rebuild, man. You think Dame out of there? Oh, he's gone. Gone. Knowing that CJ's got the moving company coming to the crib, he's out. So what's tough for me is, before we got on the pod, my my boy sent me the stuff. And it was like, yo... There's enough assets for a Dame and Westbrook trade, right? And I was like, yo, hell no. One, because don't play with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't play with my emotions. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't play with me, man. Like, we would love to see a Dame in L.A. And we would love that to happen. But I don't think Dame would make that. I don't know. I don't know. But we, I don't know what would happen. Ba- based on his past his past perception, he wouldn't do that. But as of late, like I said, you always can have a change of heart. You know, and you, when you see that you aren't as invincible as you once were, Mm -hmm. father times knocking at the door, Mm -hmm. you're like, shit. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about, you give it the best shot you can to win a championship. You don't win a championship, you're a Hall of Fame player. You know, that's great. We respect you, but you always want to give yourself a chance to win it. And he hasn't had a chance to play for it at all. Chris Paul finally got a chance. So if he weren't able to get it, he can sleep in. He's got peace. Because he he was at the door. Yeah, at the door. Man. You don't even get to the door. You're like, shh, I'm still in the car. Yeah. I can't get out the driveway. Shit. Yeah. That's what that sounds like. It's a long (laughs) end of the joint. It's going to be interesting, though, to see how that goes. I mean, the next thing I hear is, like, you know, on on a smaller scale, the Celtics are going to deal Schroeder again, trying to get rid of his money. That's not worth to talk about. But <laughs> last week we mentioned, um, and this is important because we just talked about McCullum, and we mentioned Dinwiddie having some issues in Washington, mm-hmm. right? And so now because of those things, you're starting to hear more information about Bill not being sure about his future there. 
And of course, they can offer him a super max deal and all these other different things. But how much? Already, how much is he eligible for? I think. I think is it like two hundred and eighty or something like that? Or does it say down there for Bradley Bill super max? It's already on the um thing. No, oh, he going. Oh, I'm done. It might not work. It's already on the Google Doc though. What's this say? We don't have it here. Mm, it say two hundred and thirty-five million. Yeah, an extension to get an extra. Yeah, it's a lot of M's. He can get an extra fifty, and it'd be like, yeah, it's a lot of M's. But he already got like a guaranteed one hundred and eighty or something like that. Well, yeah, he's already made. He's already made two hundred plus. Yeah, for sure. So, but I'm saying, you know, and the thing that got that became an issue is then when he smoked, and he was like, "It's an interesting situation." I spoke up a little bit early on. It was it wasn't necessarily welcomed, and like so, I said, I try to do whatever's asked for me. And at the end of the day, everybody has a role to play. It's about being accountable in your role and doing what's the best for you. <clears throat> So it sounds like he tried to get the team to be a bit more professional and approach winning in a different way, right? And they weren't feeling it. Culture. Yeah. Culture, man. Mm-hmm. Starting from the top. And then when he's a good person that can go to Philly and just have his whole season revived. He put them over top. Because he, he, he brings a facet to the game that is unexpected because if you need rebounding, he give you extra rebounding from the guard spot. You need defense. He's always going to play defense. You need extra scoring. We know he can get twenty easy. I mean, and he's got he's always got high IQ out there. So, man, and they're going to try to get him out of there for for peanuts probably. Right. But you know the wizards are the wizards. It's funny because we said this. <laughs> we don't like to kick a man when they down. So when they were up, we said This ain't a man, it's a wizard. Yeah, it's a wizard. It's a wizard. Well, right. on, man. Like, we we said this early, like episode two, three. Like, man, I try to say, look, King, they got a chance this year. It's like the wizards will be the wizards. It is what it is. That's how that goes. Um, but let's go go back up to the top for me. Um we got some, you know, some interesting stuff to talk about right there. I've been a few people have asked me like, "Yo, when are y'all gonna talk a little bit more about Ben Simmons' situation and the Kyrie Irving situation?" And I said, you know, I even said on the podcast, "We'll wait until closer to All Star break because by then more information to be out, and then more of how the league and teammates feel about it will be out." Right. So let's address Ben a little bit. You know, some things came out. Ben talked about. You know, he's upset that Embiid and the guys blamed him for last season's loss when they never, and Embiid never was to blame before with stuff that happened two years ago against the Raptors. Or, you know, he doesn't, he's upset that Doc didn't call him when he was in LA, even though he was ignoring Doc's calls. Like, it's a lot going on. Man, why are we talking about this shit? That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I don't mean to curse. I said I wasn't going to curse that much this year. Man, come on, Ben Simmons, man. You make. 30 plus million dollars a year. You're an all-star. You're an adult. Come on, man. You know, you want to talk about being in a bad situation with bad culture. You could be 
10 other spots other than Philly. And you would let's see how you would really think about things then. You got to man up, man. You just got to man up and look in the mirror, look yourself in the mirror and say, look, you know, I, I just got to do better. That's yeah. just it. That's all, that's all the coaching staff, the organization, your teammates, the Philly fans are asking you to do, man. Just play better. It's, it's going to be no different somewhere else. You see, you see he, Shaq has been saying it, right? Shaq stopped saying his name. Right. <laughs> and, but then he sent Shaq a DM complaining about it. And Shaq's perspective is one that you've been having since the very beginning of the podcast. I'm talking about last year when we first started it, right? I'll let you know it's your moment. You didn't pay too much. You make too much money, man. So you're getting paid to perform at a high level. Because we've seen you perform at a high level and we praised you for it. And, you know, you can't accept the praise for playing at a high level. And then when you're not playing at a high level, now you can't accept the criticism. If all the great ones before you that have played three times the amount of time you've been in the NBA so far, if they dealt with it, you can deal with it. And this is minimal. This is minimal criticism that you're dealing with. You know, and this is stuff, you know, when, you know, you're talking about that particular question Doc Rivers had in the post game. That was a legit question. That was a legit answer. He didn't know. And then, you know, you talk about he didn't reach out to you. The man put his job on the line because he played you in fourth quarters when everybody said, you know what? If the kid ain't going to shoot, don't play him. He played you anyway. He stuck by you. Mm-hmm. And Doc's been known as a player's coach. Like Shaq said, you messing up the money. Yeah, for the future. Yeah, because somewhere in a back room that we don't know about, there's a lot of NBA owners either texting each other, talking in private, and they're saying, "You know what? We can't let this happen again." We're gonna because they're 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 counting them off. Ben Simmons, James Harden, mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, we, we can't allow the players to completely dictate the league because they're ruining the, league, the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't ask for a certain situation, James Harden in Houston, and then just run away from it. Right. And, and now, like with Ben, it's ironic, right, that he DM Shaq. I'm a Lakers fan, right? I remember those moments when I'd be like, yo, we got to get Shaq out the game. Everybody remembers those moments. Shaq remembers those moments. But I also remember the moments when Shaq knocked him down in the fourth quarter, right? Like, all those things was right there, and obviously you don't want to accept that challenge because everybody got the same thing. Right. Everybody got it. But the, the, the most glaring thing is, is that the league, five, six months in or whatever, halfway through, a little bit more than halfway through. Simmons has been out. Clay has been out. Kyrie has been out. I've heard and seen stories and highlight videos of everybody saying, I can't wait till Clay gets back. I miss it. I've seen everybody say, I can't wait till Kyrie gets back. I miss it. I miss it. I haven't seen one person say, I miss watching Ben Simmons play. Right. That kind of let reminds you of how replaceable you are in this sport. Right. And then, you know, you're putting yourself in a space where you're going to be lost and forgotten about because the game doesn't need you. Basketball is bigger than Ben Simmons. It is always going to be. It's going to be somebody new. Right. It's going to be somebody better. 
And even if they're not better, they're gonna have a better attitude. The 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 one good thing Ben has going for him right now is his youth. Yeah. It's the if, only if Ben was a little older, he might not get another shot because people wouldn't want to deal with it. But you no, know, people will take the risk in dealing with it now because he's so young and he has so much potential. But even when they get him now, they still have to figure out an issue of like where we where do we space him on the floor? And you think you lost nineteen million dollars voluntarily <laughs> because they still wanted you to play. You lost nineteen million dollars in counting voluntarily because you didn't like the tone of the way some shit was said. Who raised you? <laughs> that's that's the type of question that you start to ask. For like from where I'm from, like who raised you? Right. You got an opportunity of a lifetime, right? You say it's mental health. You say it's this or that. Nineteen million in counting, and could be thirty one mil at the end of the year. Like what? I'm balling. Come on. And and you would get your wish because you'd be auditioning for other teams. They'd be like, okay, he's willing to play. So you probably would have had a trade by now. Word. And like, I don't think you really love the game. Because in open gym or just a pickup, I played on teams with people I didn't like. But once you start hooping, it, the game didn't take over itself. It don't even matter if I don't like you or not. We're trying to get a W. <laughs> like, we can make this happen. Like, it says a lot about you, man. And I don't, I don't want to see nothing where he pop up as a Laker or nothing crazy like that. Like, don't make that stuff happen. But... Ben Simmons, man, you've done what you've done, and it's crazy to see. But you know, you got to deal with that. You know, you asked for it. Let me go to Kyrie. You know, like <laughs> another situation to where the league is going to be different because of it. Um, and now we see that so much. You know, they talking about Harden to the Sixers, if not at the trade deadline in the summertime. Um, because he doesn't like the situation in Brooklyn. But then you hear Steve Nash say, no, we're not trading him. <laughs> right? Then you hear, you know, Kyrie and KD say they've talked to James. He said he's committed to being here and winning here. Then you, you know, it's almost glaring to like, if you don't win a championship this year, he's he's definitely leaving. But we talk about legacy when we look at this. Three people, Kyrie, KD, and Harden. Right, like let's start with Kyrie. What is where does the legacy go for Kyrie after this? His legacy is gonna be diminished somewhat just because he's ruining a great opportunity right now. And so, you know, winning a championship with Cleveland elevated his career. I mean, mm -hmm. we're talking about Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Now it's a situation where he could, even though he may have the best one-on-one -on -one handles in the league ever, he may not make the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. You know, and so his career is definitely going to take a hit. His 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 reputation will take a hit for sure. Yeah. And we're not he's not saying he's not a Hall of Fame player, right? That's that's what I'll question. Right? That's what I'll question. Probably probably the best under the rim finisher ever. 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 And with the best handle ever for creating your own one-on-one. -on -one. So that's not a question, right? He might be the Isaiah Thomas of our era. Yeah, but I'm talking about in terms of off-the-court image. Right. And even though his Isaiah Thomas-Zeke image was just because he was a rival of MJ, right? But, you know, MJ was colossal at the time, so it's different. But 
times three. It's like a mixture of that and then a couple political warriors. But I, I still don't know what it is that he's fighting. That's my only thing to where it's like, you know, I, I get it, you know. And watching people, I, I don't like the mandate fact either. You know, that's that's kind of tough to where, like, you making people choose between work and this. Where there's so many other things that have happened to where you've never done this. But it's also an unprecedented time in the world. Well, I mean. Um, so we're all in spaces to where it's like. We can uh, say that we don't like it. Of course, you know, yeah. I don't like it, but, you know. But when it comes to, when you look at the grand scheme of things, if it's pertaining to everybody's overall health, yeah, I'm, I can roll with it. Yeah. And I know it's hard to trust. You know, because I, I, I mean, I got people in my family close to me that have COVID and been sick as dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you have some type of underlying um, condition already or something that we don't know about, um, you know, you know, it that could you know speed up the process, and you know, and um, you know, get you one foot, you know, one step closer to the grave. So I get it. You know, it's it is not fair. Um, but in his case, he's not an average U.S. citizen that's living check to check. Mm-hmm. I'm like, make a decision, man. Right. And just live with it. Yeah, I yeah. I forgot which one of the um, NBA athletes, uh, old school, or maybe it was an NFL player on a podcast saying, you know, them conscious dudes, those real conscious people, they ain't millionaires. <laughs> that, is, that is true. <laughs> they they out there, they living amongst the people. You know what I'm saying? They one with nature. They, it's true. It's real easy. I think Chuck, Charles Barkley might even said it. It's real easy to be conscious with a couple mil in the bank. For sure. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole different type of you. Yeah. You damn right. I got a third eye. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. see the world a lot different now with a couple M's in my bank. No, no doubt. It's, it's just crazy because the Nets roster have championship on their mind, and it won't happen without Kyrie. Right. And so it's either either allow them to move on without you or, you know, you're there with them and lead the way. You know? Yeah. And I get that, like, basketball, you don't want that to find your entire life. And like, Man, you know, shit. Stop. Stop. All all all. Stop. Stop. Let's, let's stop the BS. Let's stop the BS. <laughs> you're a professional basketball player making a gazillion dollars. Yeah. Basketball is a huge part of your life. It's who you are. It's, being able to play basketball has gotten you to this point. You think anybody would care what Kyrie thinks or or what he's doing off the court if he wasn't Kyrie Irving? Well, that was going to lead me to my next thing. If if that's the stance you're taking to where it's like, look, basketball don't define me, whatever, then stop playing. Exactly. That's my point. Like, <laughs> that was my next thing. Then just stop playing. We would miss you, though. But yeah, now, for sure. But because of that, like every – Everything you do has a reaction, right? It's a cause and effect of everything. And so now because of what the Nets have had to go through to accommodate Kyrie, to have to adjust the team game plan, probably not, not even being able to have a complete one because he hasn't playing, hasn't played, you have what you was was now. You know, they've been on like a seven game losing streak. Well, before KD got hurt, they were KD MVP, then top three in the East. Right, 
Harden wasn't in good shape, but KD was carrying him so much so he can get into shape. He finally got into it. Right. Right. And now it's looking like Harden wants out. Right. And that's when we go to our next space. What is Harden's legacy like? And I'm talking about just in the whole, because I think that people aren't looking at it and and like in reality. I got an opinion about how I think it looks, but what do you think Harden's look like now? First, let me say everybody's got their own opinion. Yeah. And our individual opinion shouldn't matter to him. But from my perspective, if Harden leaves his team without a championship, he's going to have the perception of always quitting because he's done that before. OKC is different because he left, you know, basically as a free agent, but he quit on Houston. You know, and that was a that was a culture that he cultivated, and he quit on them. And so now you're with the big three in Brooklyn, and because things aren't quite going your way, you're quitting. And yeah, don't get me wrong, you came there thinking that Kyrie was going to play, you know, and everybody would be healthy, you know, and their supporting cast would be ready to roll, but it ain't that way. But you're good enough to hold the ship down. I I think Harden, I think his legacy, more than anybody, will take the hardest hit. Right? Yeah. Because you haven't shown at any point that you... I'm talking about the conversations about greatest shooting guards ever. Right? Because he'll be in that space. Yep. That's Kobe, MJ, that's Dwayne Wade. Some people have AI. AI in there. All of them were always winners, chasing wins, and they were at the center of a lot of those wins, right? When it came to the moment, no matter what it was, he always fell short. And it wasn't because, like, a lack of effort was the issue. Right, we're talking about you finally get there, you with Chris Paul. Now you got there with Chris Paul, you don't like the way he's talking to you, even though it's working, he trying to get there with one just one thing on his mind. It don't work. Now you want out, even though the team was built around you. Now you're here in Brooklyn where you forced your way to, right? Where you weren't in shape when you got there. You weren't in shape at the beginning of this season. And yes, you had an injury, so that's tough. Okay. But you don't show up. KD carry you for three months, four months. Now you making some rumblings of someone you want to leave and go somewhere else, right? Like, it don't matter where you go. You're going to be the same when you, when you get there. Are you going to play defense? Are you going to be consistent? Are you going to show up in the last four minutes of that, of that closing game? I think his legacy is going to take the biggest hit because he, no matter what, Kyrie hit that shot over stuff. Well, well Harden's... Harden is perceived to be at a higher level than Kyrie anyway. So right. his so his career is definitely gonna take the biggest hit. Yeah, but 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 like you said, at the end of the day, Kyrie was in those finals. Kyrie averaged a 28 in those finals. He did it. He did it. He did it. And he did it with the ball in his hands. KD did what KD did, right? No matter what anybody says, he was always the best player on the floor when it was time to win those championships. And if they lost, they lost on him. Where is your legacy gonna go? 
Like, is it really about championships right now for you? Is that really what it is? Or is it about you getting to your gang where you're, where you're comfortable at with Daryl Morey and them? You know? Like, I think I think Harden's legacy is one that isn't a winner. Like, not full-fledged, right? So, but <coughs> we'll see. KD, and this is an interesting space because Stephen A always got something to say, right? He always talking about KD. And then he always backtracks and try to say, look, I you know, I respect Mama, Mama Durant and all his other things. And he says, I think he's the best player in the world, blah, blah, blah. But he talked about how, <laughs> and this is how it was messed up for KD because he's having an MVP year and he's still looking like he'll be the best player in the league for the next five, six, seven years. Like it's it's, it's one A <laughs> Braun, one B KD, and then everybody else is just chasing where they are, even after the injury, right? Basketball wise only. But because of the actions of Harden and Kyrie, right? Because of those actions, now they're talking about the questions of KD's legacy. Oh man, if KD doesn't win this year, he's just gonna look like the guy that left Steph and made the biggest, the worst decision in his career. Or, you know, especially if Steph wins here, or Steph wins there. I think it's like, how could you say that's KD's legacy? Like, where I don't know. Maybe you see it differently from what I do. <laughs> this the man's gonna go down as one of the best players ever in the game. Short list. We know that. Um but being that he went to Golden State when they were already a 70 plus win team and won two titles there after having them down, which means to so everybody knowing how great KD is, everybody knew that they could get him the next year. They knew that. But he went there, he got those two chips. So people are people were expecting him to say, you know what? I am the best player on the floor at all times, and we're just gonna keep running it back and just win multiple championships in Golden State. But the perception is that he's he left to get out of the shadow of Golden State. And, you know, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and win one with his own team, and he he lead the way. Not in terms of being the, just the best player, but he's the cornerstone. He got there first, and so if he doesn't win it in Brooklyn, it it will be. It won't be because of him. It will be because of James Harden and Kyrie. Let's get that straight. Mm-hmm. If they don't show up, but yeah, it there is going to be there's going to be a large population of people that are going to give him a hit on his career with that. Now, and that's not saying listen, his career is up here. And that hit is going to take him here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, there's going to be people say something. You know, that's just how it is. Everybody that is in the modern NBA today has someone taking a hit at their career. That's just facts of life, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just don't think it makes any sense. We ain't say, listen. Yeah. What, you know, you said Stephen A. Smith is always saying so, right? We know that. Yeah. He said, it's, it's, we never said it was fair. But. That's just how it is. You live in, but 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 then that's when I get to the point. Like, that's a choice a person is making to say those things, right? Right. Like whoever the media is or whatever, they're choosing to paint that narrative and push into that direction, right? They're choosing to make that a point of emphasis, knowing that it's not the full story. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm saying it's like it's an issue with that because. You know that, like you said, the reason why 
it's not moving the way it's supposed to if they don't win a championship has absolutely nothing to do with Kevin Durant. Right, but 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 that's right? the same thing as that's the same thing currently with your Lakers. Yeah. Westbrook's playing like trash, right? Mm-hmm. He's not playing well, and it's on LeBron because LeBron was like, "Yo, let's get him." So well, so nah, people, they so, nobody is putting it on LeBron though. No, yeah, they are. Yes, they are. I man, I listened. See, you'll say that you they're not, and I'll say they are because I've heard them say it. Recently, no, you know nobody gonna say it's gonna be his legacy that's gonna be tainted because come on, of the dog. Come on, man. Nobody yes. doing that to LeBron. Because if if anything short of not winning two championships as a Laker is is yeah. a, is a disgrace for them. Well, in terms of being a Laker in the purple and gold, right? But they not they aren't gonna say that LeBron's legacy is hit because yeah, LeBron they, yeah, they gonna say it. No, nah, you ain't you ain't seen nobody. This is a headline on, on ESPN. You Come see them. Bron get a lot of spot from Come the on. from the KD from media. don't KD don't get nothing compared to what LeBron gets. KD gets plenty. Nah. KD get plenty. Nothing man. like LeBron gets. I ain't can say LeBron been, you know, in the front of the I, camera I, since right. 17. So I ain't gonna, you know. That's a different. I know. I'm just camera. saying, like it's. But that's just. It is what it is. If KD had, <clears throat> if KD would have stayed in Golden State and just been playing for championships, all the other stuff would have just gone out the window. But by him leaving, that just rekindled the fire. That okay, now he sees. He's not saying it, but his actions are saying. You know what? I can win on my own without, I don't need them. And so now he, I'm going to assemble my own squad. But unfortunately for him, his, his squad's crazy. Man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they're, they're, they're literally crazy. I'm going to be the, I'm going to be that, I'm going to be part of that group that defend that because they are crazy. And we all know it takes so much more to you to win a championship, right? And, you know, the players are right there with that action. That is wild. Well, look, we just had a, a, a Woj bomb. Right? Trade between the Pacers and the Kings. Right? So the Pacers are trading Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday to Sacramento for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill, and Tristan Thompson. Mm. Where are the Pacers in the Eastern Conference standing? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So it's nothing. Okay. Yeah. It's weird, though. Because they've been talking about how Tyrese Halliburton was a cornerstone on how they're going to grow, right? Um, you know, Sabonis with um, De'Aaron Fox could be pretty, pretty big, but I don't know what happened. Are they trying to rekindle the Vladi Divac and Bobby Jackson era over there? Like, it's going to be, it's still going to be a dud for them out there in the West. Um, but we're getting closer and closer to that trade deadline, so... I want to know what the Lake Show going to do. I'm still looking at it. They say we can't do too much, but, you know, I don't know how that works anyway. Never know when you got money. Right, right. And Brian says, hey, we always look for an opportunity to improve. You know what I'm saying? Um, let me see if there's anything else. Is there anything else on the list we got to get to? I think that's pretty – oh, the WNBA just closed on $75 million in funding. You know, they had an array of different investors. Um, you know, Baron Davis, Paul Gasol, Nike, Condoleezza Rice, a few others. What do you think that does for the WNBA? Unfortunately, it just props them up for a few more years. Mm. I mean, it just, I know people 
will probably be just upset with me for saying this, but listen. And I love women's basketball. You know, I'm always talking about certain players and things like that. True. They can they can get they can get to it. True. They can really play, but they play at a bad time of the year in the US in the summertime. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get outside and enjoy the weather. You know, they're playing after everybody's had like overload of college football, college basketball, NFL, NBA, NHL. I mean, you know, in the summertime it's like you know, you just want to get a little taste of something. You know, you know, summer league, you know, a few um you know, AAU games, you know, some some drafts. You ain't Travel, really yeah. you ain't really trying to get in the gym and get after somebody, you know, playing a uh, you know, a 30, 40 game season. Yeah. You know, and it's unfortunate because you can't have them play in the wintertime because we've seen that league already and it's just it's not gonna compete. Mm. You know. Mm. You know. How yeah. It's just, you know. But they but keep pushing, right? No doubt. You, I James, mean, you know what I'm saying? We don't know what's coming next, but something's gonna happen. Listen, if if Rudy Gobert can make two hundred and nine million, <laughs> they can keep propping up the WNBA. For sure. Because it's a lot of it's a lot of other dudes in the league, you know, better than me, but they're making way too much money. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Well, this going into all star break is gonna be an interesting time too. Um I'm looking forward, and I'm here to stay. I still got us winning it all. I'm still going with the Lake Show and six against anybody. I uh, when whatever happens, happens. I'm you know ride with us, but I still think we got more than enough that if we click, even if it's two weeks before the playoffs, if we turn the switch on and we got the right matchup, we good money. As long as we don't see. You know the the Suns early, <laughs> or, the, or or even the Warriors early right now because we don't have enough continuity. As long as we don't see them too early, I feel like we good. Once we get our rhythm going, seven game series, we get money. Or maybe Memphis. Are they too young right now? Now I think Memphis gets uh, um, Utah out of there. They got to play them, and then I think uh, Memphis gives the Warriors trouble. I think the Memphis gives the Warrior troubles if they have to play. Mm-hmm. I think they go to like seven. But if we get matched up with the the Suns, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good with that. You know, bounce back in there. But um, you know, let's let's wrap it up for today. Um, you know, post game wrap up. We had we had some good basketball talk. Um, but what you got for us for the PG wrap up today? Um, something that that hit me earlier. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know. I got a former player that's visiting Dubai for mm. the week. Um, you know, Ryan's younger younger brother, uh, uh, yeah. teammate from um, the high school years in in uh, Alexandria, and uh, he's here. And you know, I got a chance to see him for the first time in since his college graduation. You know, and that's been probably what maybe four years ago or something like that. And so, um, you know, we just talked about like. You know, staying in touch and getting a chance to see each other and um, and the impact we had on each other's lives and things like that. And, you know, and I just want to say to everybody, you know, please, with all the technology that we have and the opportunities we have in today's society to stay in touch, you know, stay, do your best to reach out to those you care about at some point in time, you know, 
during the day, during the week, during the month, um, because there's literally no excuse nowadays. Um, it, you know, it takes a, you know, a matter of seconds to reach out to somebody and just ask them how their day was, whatever, and, and see what's going on because you don't know how you can, um, you can pick them up if they're having a bad day or, you know, they could also, you know, help you get through some tough times. But just knowing that, you know, across the years, you know, across the distance that you guys are still connected in some point, you know, at some point in some fashion and that you guys still have a bond. And, um, you know, those are things that you should cherish because, you know, we're only put on this earth for a short period of time and we got to make sure that, you know, we, um, you know, we get together with certain people, man, and we just cherish the time we have with them. Man. And, and Kevin is a young buck. Like, I've really watched him grow up. He's the same age as my brother. Like, I really watched him from, like, almost, like, kindergarten up. <laughs> like, seen, seen everything. Like, it's, do it's dope to see where somebody goes, we talked about it before. We we're, we we got the age, so we got to watch the other people age too, and to see how that goes, man. And you're right, man. Take advantage of the tech, you know. Make sure you reach out and talk to those who you care about. Um, you know, today was one of those days where I think the Grammys are coming up soon. Um, and about two or three years ago, when Victory Lap dropped. You know, there was a Grammy party today for uh for Nipsey and when Hope was there and everything. And everybody knows Nip Nip is one of um people that I admire um for his knowledge and everything. But the one thing that I always found dope and I always gravitated towards was his emphasis on knowledge being power. Um sometimes Sometimes we look at our young brothers or sisters or, or people that are smart or just people that like to go and search and gain knowledge. We look at them kind of like weirdos and things. But, you know, the knowledge of self um, is powerful. You know, going out and taking the time to learn about things that you don't know about, um, that stuff is what helps you grow, right? That helps you feed, helps you plant, helps you water another seed, helps you grow. So knowledge is power. Don't be afraid of that power because all you need is the will to do it. So knowledge is power, you know, take that and run with it. So, you know, episode 13 in the books. Um, thank you guys as always for locking in with us. And, you know, we got some things coming. So BTG Nation, follow us, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, subscribe, everything there. Hoop Mountain Dubai, hoopmountain.ae, Hoop Mountain DXB here in Dubai. If you're in the UAE, check in with us. Come get some bump, come play. Um, and that's it for this week. As always, keep it simple, keep it real, and keep going. Player and coach, the brother, the brother. They both got views that you need to discover. From sports, current events, to just life talk. Whether you on a fast break or a nice walk, gotta tune in. You already know, G. This BTG Nation, and you one of the homies. Just tune in. You already know, G. BTG Nation, the other ones in the nosebleeds.